This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Suze McLeod here with the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael, today we are addressing the question, what are some tangible ways I can be a light when the world is going crazy? Yes, so we're right in the middle of the COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, It's just a big deal. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. The entire world is on halt. Um, Everything is closing. Churches closing. Schools Schools. are closing. Businesses are closing. So I think one of the things we have the opportunity to do is to kind of take a snapshot in this moment. Mm -hmm. Like as we listen back to this even podcast, Mm -hmm. we are kind of in the middle of it. And the future is going to give us a lot of clarity. But it's really, I think, valuable for us in the moment when there are things changing with every second to just kind of get our heads around things, open up God's word, see what it says, encourage each other, get really clear-headed, and um, encourage you to listen to yesterday's episode if you haven't um, already. And uh, so every day this week, we're dropping a different episode, Monday through Friday. We're addressing different questions around how we can really process and think biblically about kind of the subject. So I want to start, I want to read from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. I'll read it, and then I want to explain a couple things. And uh, this is from the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, talking to the people of God. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. No, but on a stand, that's a song, Mm -hmm. by the way, Uh, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And so we have salt and we have light. Mm -hmm. Now, people have tried to figure out the meaning of salt in the first century. Whatever it is, it's a good thing. Yeah. And so... The church is in the world to be a good thing. Uh, We're in the world to make their life better. The world should be a better place. Their sphere of influence should be better. And there's something about salt that brings benefit. Mm. And when the world is rotting, when there is stuff happening, when stuff is decaying and going downhill, um, one of our responsibilities is to kind of come in and bring level, to Mm. bring peace, to bring some sense of hope to the craziness of this world. And then there's like a warning here. It's like, okay, if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness ever be restored? Meaning um, it's really important for us to understand that our interactions with people is supposed to bring them peace Mm. and hope. I love this. Yeah. And that is our job. So think about this. If you're a follower of Jesus and you're living in this world, in this time, and people are freaking out and the news is nuts and you have really anxious people, you've got elderly people in your life or uniquely vulnerable people and they're hearing that the death rates are uh, higher for this virus than it is for the flu. There's a lot of nervousness. And so here's the end result. Think about what you bring to the room. Even if you yourself have all this anxiety inside of you, think before you go on Facebook, before you make a phone call, Mm -hmm. before you enter into a room, before you make some comments, am I bringing peace and hope to an otherwise flurried world? And and let's, can I point out, we have to have empathy for them because they have no root in the Lord Jesus. Oh, yeah. We talked about this before the episode aired. The Egyptians during the plagues likely didn't understand a thing, right? And Mm. Israel would have known God was in control. So there's been lots of crises in history where people 
the world doesn't have any root in God yeah. to know that God's in control, sitting on the throne. Jesus is at the right hand of God the Father. He tells us in the in Amen. Acts that Stephen looked up and he saw Jesus sitting there. Mm. There's a reason he saw him there while he was being stoned to death. Mm. That's a promise. Yep. It is a root for us. So don't, like, let's empathize. This is crazy yeah. to them. They have no category for it. There are people who have lost so much money. Think about if your hope Mm-hmm. is in money and mm-hmm. things. And before your eyes, in a week, you watch the stock market tank in ways that you weren't prepared for. Right. So uh, there is a strong level of empathy. And I think yeah. we as Christians can be, we can take for granted a biblical education, right. theological grounding, hope and peace. Yep. And when people don't have that, mm-hmm. they act differently. And, right. we, and we're like, why are you doing that? Everything's going to be fine. Right. Because we're living for the future kingdom, Correct. though. But they're living for, for now. now. Yep. Yeah. Well, Jesus goes on and he moves from salt to light. He says, you are the light of the world. So the world's darkness. And if there's going to be light in it, it's going to come from you guys. Mm. A city set in a hell, hill, not hell, in hill, yep. a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. Mm-hmm. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Let me translate. This is the time when the church does good things for people. Yep. Even publicly. And I love the outcomes. So the outcome of yesterday's text from First Timothy chapter 2 and the outcome of today's text is that when there is crisis, when there is darkness, when there is flurry, when the people of God act like the people of God, uh, God tends to save people. Mm. So what Jesus says here is, like, think about ways to make God look good. Think about good things that you can do that love people and point people to God and believe this, that God's always up to something. Mm. And so as you think about your good works, um, expect God to actually draw people to himself. Expect people who are cynics to see something so catastrophically different about the people of God that they maybe begin for the first time to take the God of the Bible or the God of these followers of Christ. Maybe for the first time, they're like, maybe there's something up to this. Right. Because in crisis, we go into survival mode. Naturally, I'm a mama bear, right? We can you have say a shirt that. I'm a, that I, says mama I do, bear. From my sister. I love it. But so the point of saying that is we take care of ourselves and our young, mm. but God calls us to something bigger than that. And that's where we're going to be different than yep. the world responding. So let's get really practical. Let's yeah. give some ideas. We need some tangible ways. So number one, we talked about this yesterday, but I want to go at it again. Pay attention to addicts those who have mental illness, those who struggle with depression, because what they need is connection Mm. and community. And what the context of this time is doing is it's pulling people apart and isolating them. I see this in community group a lot. I say to somebody, do you need this? Do you need this? And they say no. Mm. So be aware that nobody wants to appear needy. Correct. Especially in crisis, we all want to be taking care of somebody else. But if you know someone who does struggle with mental illness, Yep. Push, uh, is this bad to say? Push yourself on them. Yep, push totally. push something on them, whether it's you drop a case of water on their doorstep or you did hear they ran out of toilet paper. Right, right And you have the extra. Yeah, there you go. Why toilet paper? I know. It doesn't make sense to me because it doesn't... It doesn't make, even feed you. Right. And, Rice well, toilet, and beans makes more coronavirus sense. Coronavirus doesn't activate that part of your body. Whatever, I know, I know, so, I know. So here's another one. Give people food who you know struggle. Think about mm. single moms. Mm-hmm. Think about single dads. Mm-hmm. Think about families who, if they're not working in their hourly jobs, they're not getting paid. Yep. Just think about them. Um, many people have a reservoir of cash. You know, just mm-hmm. think about ways you can practically 
tangibly serve them. I think we default to saying something like, hey, is there anything I can do for you? And they're almost always going to say, no, I'm good because they don't want to appear needy. They don't want to appear unprepared. It might be embarrassing. If you even know that they have a need, just bypass all the discussions, leave something on their porch, leave right. food, a way, get Instacart to their house. There's a way to, to force house. food on someone. You say, oh, I yeah. made too much at dinner and we have leftovers. I've Absolutely. pulled that one on people. That works effectively. Yeah. And, and <laughs> we have this Instacart. How great. Like, just go online, send it to their house, and right. you probably could guess a handful of things they're going to need. You don't have to go crazy. Even a couple of things is just meaningful. Milk and Order cereal. a pizza yeah. and have it sent to their house. I mean, yeah. there's a million things that you can yeah. do on that level. But I would just tell people... Remember, if you ask, they're probably going to say no. So don't even ask, just do it. Or you can tell them if you know them well enough, hey, I'm sending you I'm sending you the following things. Yep. If these aren't what you need, let me know because it's coming. Yep. And if you want something else, now's <laughs> the time to tell me because I'm about to hit send on the Instagram. Well, and I think some people, this I just think this is counterintuitive though because in a crisis, a person might go, I can't give them food because what if I run out of food? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's well, like... yeah. Doesn't Jesus tell us he's going to provide for our needs? So right now, my so I'm gonna. This is me today. Who knows what will happen a week from now? M- my guess is this is gonna, this is gonna like release a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, and we'll be fine. Starving is something that is like a, f- it's a far way off. My concern is more for the people who just don't have the money to mm-hmm. go do it, or if they do, they're just going to be racking up credit card debt. And if we can alleviate that a little bit, yeah, um, probably in a month. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back and do a different set of podcasts because absolutely that'll be a different right. situation. Um, here's another one. Uh, even if you think COVID is dumb, those most at risk don't think it is. So if you're 30 or 40 or 50 or even 60, you're like, ah, we're going to be fine. And mm-hmm. you probably will be fine. Mm-hmm. But for those who are uniquely at risk, this actually is a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. And so um, I can be you know, kind of sarcastic and joke around a lot, but there are people who are actually genuinely concerned. They're not leaving their homes, but that's real for them. So just have some real sensitivity to them and uh, be incredibly kind and encouraging. Or someone who has an elderly parent. That's concerning yeah. for oh, them. Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. actually a handful of people who are staying at home because they are really concerned. They're, they're caretakers of their mom or their dad yep. or both. Yep. And they don't want to jeopardize them in any way, shape, or form. So they're actually isolating. Mm-hmm. And that's a real thing. So yep. here's another one. I would say play by the rules. So if the government is asking us to do something and it doesn't harm us, it's not mm-hmm. sin, well, mm-hmm. play by the rules. Some people have really struggled with the suspending gatherings of over 1,000 people. Um, it's possible they're going to actually suspend gatherings of over 50 people. And they're not oh. saying you're not allowed to worship. Like we have this amazing privilege of being a digital world, even though I think it is theologically preferable that the people of God are physically, tangibly together on a regular basis, God can work through three weeks yep. of digital worship. Like we can do oh, it. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. going to be fine. God works through dreams, Pastor Michael. I, know, I mean, he doesn't need, he's yep. above the rules and the exceptions, right. right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but play by the rules and, and yeah. just be a part of the solution. The last thing the world needs to see is the church being insensitive Mm -hmm. to this minority group of people who are at risk. I mean, if major corporations are willing to lose billions of dollars to play by the rules, we can play by the rules, especially since no one is asking us to sin. Yep. Another one is remember that your margin is for generosity. So you talked about hoarding and and just storing Mm -hmm. up stuff. And biblically speaking, when we have excess, usually that means that God is asking us to be generous with that. So just think about ways that you can be generous with your time, caring for people Mm -hmm. who have needs, emotional, et cetera. There's a death principle. Um, So what happens is when when somebody you love has someone die, Mm -hmm. we tend to pull away. 
Yeah. But what they need is for us to lean in. Mm -hmm. And so whenever there's something that's hard, we just go and we, we get nervous. Yep. It is always better to be overly pushy than overly reclusive. Mm-hmm. Always. Just lean in. The worst they're going to say is not now. Right. Okay. Right. At least or they you try. hurt my feelings. Or again, remember we're in crisis, so you're going to make mistakes. So they may circle back in three weeks and yep. say, the way you reacted when blah, blah, blah happened, yeah, no that doubt. was offensive. You know, I did the best. I'm sorry. I did the best that I knew in the crisis that we were in. Yep. Lastly, use social media, Facebook, as we, as we said yesterday, Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, yep. whatever, use it in a way that is encouraging, brings peace, truth, et cetera. Avoid sarcasm. I think humor is funny. Um, that we were always, just saying that. Yeah. yeah. We both laugh in, in hard times. <laughs> yep. But don't, just don't underestimate that, that the world is watching how the people of God act in this time. And we yeah. have an opportunity to love them really well and, and to be, bring peace and normality and connection. Yeah. And so use social media for connection. Yep. So what we've been doing as a staff is FaceTiming. I'm on FaceTime calls like yeah. all day long. Yeah, you love that. I, I do. Well, it, you know, calls. it keeps us physically just in front of each other. It does. It yeah. humanizes us and allows us to see their facial reactions. It allows us to wear pajamas to work. It does. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I would never. I kid, yeah. sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's come back next time. We're going to be back every day this week and uh, just answering questions related to this topic. And uh, if you have any questions, go to vcob.org. You can submit them there. We want to open up God's word. We want to think biblically and help you process this for the glory of God. We'll see you next time.